Hi, Wigs. This week, Casey Anthony's parents speak, but should we be listening? Roseanne gets dragged, read, and everything in between because she's a racist old piece of shit. I've got your new podcast obsession that's not Wigs and Weiss. I serve you a Troll Patrol in four acts. I introduce you to Frigid Farah and Mature Martha, and you worry about the future of the world. And Drake probably has a love child, but in my opinion, that's the least of his worries. Ooh, that's some good stuff right there. This is Wigs and Weiss. Wigs and Weiss. You're a real bitch. You're a bitch. Cheers. I'm not about to start a conversation with a white man. Ava DuVernay, like... Wrinkle in time. I'm gonna, I have a feeling... I did a little burp, excuse me. Prince got in his limousine and tried to run over Michael Jackson, LaToya, and their mother. I'm not trying to take anything from Lady Bird. She became very involved in the dojo. (laughs) (laughs) I bet she did. I should be a lawyer. There was a... You're too boring, and you need to fire your fucking stylist. Okay. Very first, Mr. Jeff. If we have to sit through Dunkirk, like, you can sit through Lady Bird. And I like Dunkirk, but yeah. Prince comes over with a big box, and he used to call Michael Jackson Camille. (laughs) I'm so apathetic to him. No, I guess I don't like him. So she made $4 million. That goes in the shell. Isn't isn't Quincy Jones bisexual? I'm sorry. It was Clive Davis. And the day Clive Davis has touched a vagina. Do you want um, me to do it again? Yeah, I want you to do it again. Okay. Listen to Lindsay scream. Oh my God, it's so pretty scary. good. Have you watched it again? I don't have time for that. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but that is just the way that my body needs to work. So, uh, mystery solved. Thanks, Thanks Grandpa. Grandpa. This is Wigs and Weiss. What other people have to say, and you just need to fucking rant. Yeah. So when that, even if it's the most, like, nice, constructive, wonderful butterflies and glitter, whatever, I don't want to fucking hear it. You need to let me talk. Yeah. You know? I'm doing chin-ups right now. Yes. I don't need someone to come in and lower the bar. Yes. Ooh. Girl. <laughs> we are recording. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everyone. Hi, Hi wigs. wigs. Everyone. Hi, Wigs. You're Wigs. Um, I'm Lindsay Harbert Silberman. Mm, I'm Paul Kroos. That is a dry rose. Mm, she's nice. She is nice. Where'd she come from? Josh and I had a coupon. <laughs> That's always a great start. Because <laughs> we're 70. Uh, we got it's 15% off of the five-cent wine sale wines at BevMo. Okay. So we went and got ourselves some wine, and it averaged like... $8 a bottle. So it's 15% off the five. So is it just four cents a bottle now? No. So a five cent wine sale, hi Beth, most sponsor us, uh, is you buy one bottle and the second bottle is five cents. Uh-huh. And if you buy six of those bottles, then you got 15% off of your total purchase. Well, in that case, let's tell the crew, it's Valley of the Moon, Rosato di San Giovese. And I was just telling <sighs> Paul how Josh and I did a full moon ritual last night because I'm turning into a witch. Turning into? <laughs> If you're not a witch already. That's, thank you. (laughs) And he is a supportive husband, bless his heart. Uh, So I made him burn sage and set intentions and hold crystals. So that wine is very appropriate. Statistics say that the amount of straight men willing to have a full moon ceremony with their wives is (laughs) 0.000000001 repeating. Yeah. It's just Josh. Um, And we love him for that. We well, do. Look at us being nice to your husband. Aww. Ooh-wee. 
Um, well, I have my... Do you have any housekeeping? Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, then I can get us started on my dirty Fallon oh, joke. Oh, can't wait. Week two. I hope you all are ready. Hua. How's everybody doing tonight? Ooh, snap, oh, snap, yeah. snap, 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 snap. So uh, in a shocking twist, are you listening to my Dirty Fallon joke? I am. I was just making sure my phone was off. Okay. Well, in a shocking <laughs> twist. See, I heard it. <laughs> in a shocking twist, you guys, uh, Netflix has announced that they will be picking up Roseanne. Did you hear this? Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, when you uh, have to dispose of dog shit, you have to pick it up first. Hi. Hey. You gotta feel the warmth yeah, of the you gotta, poop through the bag. Yeah, that's that's my dirty Fallon joke that this was week, good. guys. So I'm assuming we're both talking about Roseanne this week, correct? I was going I thought you would go there, so I'm a lot awesome. I'm gonna let you that. start. You wanna pop Wait, some corks? Let's pop these corks. Okay, girl. So for those of you that are not in the know, which where have you been? Because even Laura Harbert, when I talked to her on the phone yesterday, was like, can you believe that, Roseanne? As did Janet Kroos. You know what? Everyone, if, if our mothers know, you y'all should, should know. know. Unless you were in a coma yesterday. And if you were, I hope you're doing okay. And we're happy that you're out. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Of <laughs> Your priorities. <laughs> You're in your hospital bed, just woke up. <laughs> it's Thursday. Is You're like, new wigs and it's a new wigs and wigs day. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So Roseanne Barr, uh, who is the star of Roseanne, the biggest sitcom on television, or at least it was <laughs> up until yesterday. Um, was it bigger than Big Bang? I believe so. It was a ratings yeah. fucking I knew it was huge. Giant. I don't know if it's... Regardless, it was gigantic. Yes. It, it, the the premiere was like... It got like a five in the demo, which is unheard of yeah. in today's standards. Um, I know that's news talk. So uh, anyway, it was a juggernaut. Everybody was like, okay, yeah, she's a Trump supporter, but we're going to try to say that this is our show that's reaching across the aisle. Well, then Roseanne... In the wee hours of the morning, tweet. I think it was wee hours of the morning. Who cares? Uh, tweeted a racist tweet that included saying uh, it was quote the uh, the Muslim. Oh wait, the Muslim Brotherhood plus Planet of the Apes equals baby VJ, and that was referring to Valerie Jarrett, which was a senior advisor to Barack Obama. So super duper racist. Uh, the fallout was swift. Wanda Sykes, three hours before ABC announced that they would be canceling the show, pulled out. Girl, bye. Bye. Um, Wanda was a huge part in the writing process. I'm sure they leaned on her a great deal. Whitney Whitney Cummings, who was the was co-showrunner, was already gone. Yeah. And she said it was because her uh, schedule was too packed. But I have a feeling it was because Roseanne's a fucking nightmare. I mean, I, I'm imagining she could probably smell that coming a mile away. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to clear my way. You know Onward. what? I can do other things. Yeah. Channing Dungy, who is the entertainment president of ABC, said, Roseanne's Twitter statement is abhorrent, repugnant, and inconsistent with our values. And then they snatched that wig right off the air. She's Bye. not a wig. Bye, no, girl. she's not a wig. She's not a wig. They snatched that bitch right off the air. ICM dropped her, which yes. is her agency. So... It's like she's feeling the repercussions. She's since tweeted apologies, yada, yada, yada. And then 
She blamed taking Ambien and tweeting on all of this. Here's the thing. Um, I know people that take Ambien. I know that you can do some funny shit, like order shit online that you don't realize you're ordering. But Ambien came out um, (laughs) with a statement that says to the, to, I didn't get the exact quote. I might have it actually, because I was reading it earlier. Let me see. Wait. You do. Um... Da, da, da. Is it open right now? Preparation station. <laughs> we didn't stop there today. Yeah, no, it's not here. Never mind. Well, uh, they said while different prescription drugs do tend to have side effects, racism isn't one of them. Yeah. Good for you, Ambien. You know, they were like, there's plenty of people here that are black, white, of all races, mm-hmm. and we cherish and respect them all. There's not a side effect of this drug that is racism. And it's like those people that say, oh, I just turn into a mean drunk. Well, that's because you're a mean person. Like, yeah. no d- alcohol, drugs, whatever, that does not make things of people. No. No. Um, it was like the Kevin Spacey, I'm gay situation. Oh, yeah. You know, just like, yeah, I tried to fuck a 14-year-old. Sorry, guys, I'm gay. No, 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 honey. That's not how that works. I've been wrestling this with my whole life. My whole life. Oh, pedophilia, you mean? Not homosexuality. No, just because... You're a pedophile. The children you wanted to diddle were men, and you're a man, still makes you a pedophile. Sure. Sure. You can keep that to yourself. Yes. Um, so Ooh, that's... that was a left turn. <laughs> Kevin got dragged right there. Wasn't well, quick. Kevin deserves to be yeah, dragged. Yeah. Um, a little tangent off of that. We watched all the money in the world. Well, I fell asleep halfway through. Um, but he was you can supposed just leave to leave that out at yeah. this point. It's <laughs> obvious that you fell asleep. I mean, good movies I will stay awake for and I will talk about one later. Um, but, uh, was it Christopher Plummer? Yeah. Replaced him. And every line that he said as the character that Kevin Spacey was supposed to be, all I heard was an echo of the way Kevin Spacey would have said it. Oh. Which is terrible. Yeah. And kind of made me realize he's not a great actor. Did you hear it in like House of Cards voice? Yeah. No. (laughs) It was just like more American Beauty voice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you say he's not a great actor, Kevin Spacey? He's just always the same. Correct? Am I right? I mean, he's a... He the thing that works for Kevin Spacey is that, or used to work for Kevin Spacey is that he can do camp pretty well mm. and make it look like it's not camp. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. with the because like it shows in bad movies, but if he's in a good movie, I would say that his former performances are just really good camp. Like American Beauty is like that movie does not age well. First of all, oh no 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 it does no it not. does not. And what he's doing in it is like, you know, the mason uh, jar with my balls line and like just smashing plates or whatever the hell he's doing. It's like it's very heightened and campy. Even House of Cards is very campy in terms of the fact that he's playing the president of the United States Mm -hmm. when he's in uh, what was the first soup? The first terrible Superman was that Man of Steel or was that no Superman Returns? He played Lex Luthor. That was some bad camp. Didn't see it. Oh, girls edges were showing in that. I was like, I can see. Oh, I can see the trouble. It's brewing right under there. Let's pull that back. Yeah, let's bad. get bad. Oh. Ooh, bad. So, um, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to be with you on that, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, but we're we're done with you. We're done with you because we weren't already right. Uh, anyway, Roseanne has entered the realm of Kevin Spacey. Hopefully, never to be heard from again. Um, one other little nugget: I one of my first bosses when I was a script coordinator started being a script coordinator was Matt Williams, mm-hmm. who was one of the co-creators of Home Improvement. And was also a co-creator of Roseanne. Oh, he's dealt with some difficult people. Yes. And uh, he did not have nice things to say about her. I am... Knock me over right? with a feather. Right? I would never expect it. Right? Same. Uh, so, you know, I feel like she always might have been a horrible person. Yeah. You know? I'll go with that. Too bad. Oh, well. Move Is it on. I mean, what if- 
I, I never it even is watched sad it. that I watched the the new. I mean, I watched growing up, but then I watched um, the newer ones, and I mean, it's sad because Did you watch a couple of the newer ones. I watched the first two, and and I have friends that watched all of them and love them and love them. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's all hinged on her. I think it's because you have Laurie Metcalf and yeah. John Goodman and, you know. Well, have you seen all, like, the memes, obviously, that's like... Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. that people, y'all are too fast. Seriously. <laughs> I'm like, wait, did you do this while I was sleeping or... Uh, I feel like they have them ready. It's almost like you build a meme waiting for something to happen. But how do you how do you predict? Roseanne getting canceled because she said something stupid? Um, that's true. Yeah, it wouldn't be that far from the realm of possibility. Yeah. We should think about what are the next things we should just get ready for. And then we, and then we can be... We'll a, have the memes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, I want to tell you about the A&E special that I caught just flipping around this weekend. Casey Anthony's parents speak. What? Did you not see this? Like I did not see I saw this. some publicity for it and was like, ew, I don't need that in my life. Right. But when you're flipping through TV of course on a Monday of a holiday weekend and that comes on, you think, why don't I just stop for a second? Here's why you don't stop for a second. The, I, the moment I stopped on, so if, for those of you, uh, you know who Casey Anthony is. Um, her parents, who have been sort of long and tangled in all of this because of their... Casey was living at the home when Kaylee died. Oh, I didn't realize that. Well, I don't know. It wasn't necessarily full time, but she was spending a lot of time mm-hmm. there. And Kaylee was spending a lot of time there. So the parents became... Were they culpable in this? And, right. they, and their outpouring of grief was very public. So they have always been a face to this. And now this is their opportunity to come out and speak. To which I do not... If they want to do that... Fine. Fine. And they even had um, Elizabeth Vargas doing the interview. So it was like somewhat touched by... I don't know even what to call it. Almost legit. Almost legit. Elizabeth Vargas. Um, But uh, we got to a point where I tuned in um, that they started talking about the signs that could have been seen in Casey at a younger age. And they brought up that she was always good at covering her tracks. Um, and the father brings up that um, her she, she worked at a sports authority, and he said that he would go there sometimes, and she was she wasn't there, and they found out at the end that she was never working there. So it's like okay, there were signs early on that she was a liar. She was a liar, and Elizabeth presses him and says whether like did you ever call her out on it? And he's kind of like yeah, sometimes, and you can tell like he probably never wanted to go there. Um, he also says that he would be on his night shift and come home at 12 or 1 in the morning and Kaylee was not there. Now, this is the moment when the mother comes in and he's sitting, she's sitting right next to him and is like, that's not true, that's not true. Kaylee was always here. I always put her to bed and I know that she was always here. And he's like, okay, like, but I know. And she- Y'all didn't cross-reference each other before this interview <laughs> and you've had how many years? <laughs> well, this is part of like what bugged me about all this is that like, it, everything it feels like you're in the middle of a therapy session. They have, right. they have probably talked about this, but now they're talking about it on camera, and it feels very very real. So the mother gets upset, and you can tell she's like, I don't think that they had anything to do with the crime whatsoever. I really don't. Um, but I think she's protecting the fact that she doesn't want to be seen as someone who is even like responsible. Like, should she have, a, you know, did she have an Ambien and mm-hmm. not pay attention to Kaylee? So I think she's just protecting herself. Like, I'm a good grandmother. Right. I'm not I, responsible I looked for out this. for that child. Yes. Um, but George leans in and says that he thinks that there, would, there was a portion where there were two to three days at a time when Kaylee and Casey would be gone. And mom's like, at this point, she's like, that never happened. She would never go to bed if Kaylee wasn't tucked in. Um... And George is like, I don't want to make this weird for you, 
but he he brings up the fact that like you know you always blamed me for missing money in the house I, that I didn't take. Um, he's like, you always said there was like a twenty dollar bill from your wallet. I didn't take that money, and there was money that Casey took from Kaylee's savings account that I created. And um, he goes, so uh, and then she's like, she's so fired up at this point. Oh my god! And she goes, well, George Casey learned it by example. <gasps> and it, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Are they still I, together? I shot up on the couch and was like, I can't watch this anymore. And he goes, wow. And even Elizabeth Vargas goes, I can't, I can't, I can't. She like rubs oh her hands on the situation. God. Like you seriously, in that moment, whether or not you know it, you just blamed your husband for killing your granddaughter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it was so gross. And I turned the channel because... I, the, this is the thing with these specials is I know there's an interest in true crime, but what are we going to really gain from this other than watching two grieving grandparents still dealing with the fact that their granddaughter is dead and their daughter is out and free and like... And they clearly have not gone to therapy and talked this out. No. They do... Even though I said I stopped watching, I didn't stop watching. I watched for... <laughs> <laughs> the truth's been uncovered. She goes... Um, uh, you, she goes, you're making me relive everything all over again. Who wants to relive their granddaughter's death? Damn it. And they cut to commercial. And that's when I was like, I'm going to be done. But I waited one more break. And um, they came also, back. She didn't want to relive her granddaughter's death, yet she's being interviewed on A&E by Well, Elizabeth I wonder Vargas. who is the one that decided they're going to do this. Right, I'm okay. sure they got a paycheck and a half for it. Must have. And uh, yeah, so they, they come back and they, they make up over, um, they're in the other room and you can hear them saying like, I don't know why I said that to you. I guess I've never said that before. I was like, bitch, you've said that before. Yeah, like, you that's sure not, have. That wasn't your first time. No, 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 no. <laughs> was, this was not a dress rehearsal. You didn't just bring that out for the cameras. Um, yeah. And Elizabeth makes this, um, cringe face in the middle of it. That was my, it was like a mirror and I was Elizabeth Vargas. <laughs> it, I, I screenshotted it. So I will, uh, I will show you that later. Um, but uh, it's to me, it's yeah, it's um, it's not that it happened. It's unfortunate that it happened. Right. It's, and there's no judgment. They lost a grandchild. I just don't think it's important television, and I don't think it should have been produced. Yeah, and I think that everyone involved should have taken a day to really think over whether that was a good idea or not, and well, then realize, you know what. Probably not. Yeah. And that happens. I mean, you could say the same thing about Roseanne probably at this point. For sure. Shouldn't we all think about TV before we make it a little bit? Just take a breath. (laughs) Go walk around the reservoir. Come back. Feel your feelings. Sit down. Meditate. Maybe have a cup of coffee after your meditation. Yeah. Poop. Hold a crystal. Hold a crystal. Put a crystal on your third eye chakra. Yeah. And then make the decision. Go look in the mirror. And mm-hmm. if you see Elizabeth Vargas's face coming back at you. Cringing. <laughs> don't make that show. It's like Bloody Mary. Actually, no, but that, yes. You just say Elizabeth <laughs> Vargas three times. <laughs> and judging by the face she's making, that's the decision you make. If she's got her thumbs up, go for go it. Go for it. It's going to be great. You're going to be shown in a great light. Bloody Elizabeth Vargas. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, man. So that's that. Um, can we talk about Drake's love child? So I feel like I've known about this for a while. That's why this shocked me that this is just coming through. I think that there had been murmurings. They but talked about it on the read like it was a fact. Well, I, she tried to sell the text messages of her trying... her. She tried to sell the text messages of him telling her to get an abortion. Yes. I think like a year ago. Yep. I think that's when it first started. Because she had... She... Yes. So anyway, <laughs> it's really exploded. 
um, in the last day. And for our, those of you who don't know who Drake is. Oh, my God. He's now a, we're being offensive. He's a Canadian <laughs> rapper who was once on Degrassi oh in, in a wheelchair. <laughs> um, I give you that backstory. Now he's the poppy, champagne poppy, and he's the hottest thing ever. Yes. Um, Drake's problem, I think, is he tries to go after these SoundCloud rappers who have... You, they're not they weren't child stars like they didn't have this cushy upbringing and Drake comes at them like he's like this hard guy from the streets when he is not that <laughs> he's never been that yeah he's fucking Drake he's champagne poppy whatever but he cannot back up what he throws out there but motherfucker keeps making diss tracks left and right so he started this so he, I went down the timeline yeah um, Who's the other rapper? The other rapper is Pusha T. There you go. Um, so I think he... It wasn't Lil Tay? It wasn't Lil Tay. <laughs> I had a random conversation. He knows better than to come for Lil Tay. Seriously, she will <laughs> fuck your shit up. And they're both Canadians, so you know that'll be hard as shit. Yeah. See that view? Y'all don't have that view. And I'd be holding your mama's ring. You know what? I can't, I can't definitely say who started the beef. Never stopped you before. I know. I'm going to say that it started with Drake. Okay. I'm going to go with that. That'll be our narrative for today. Yes. And if I'm wrong, I will forget to do the housekeeping next week. So Pusha T, uh, he, uh, anyway, Drake came for Pusha T in a uh, diss track called Duppy Freestyle. I admittedly have not listened to it. I don't know why Pusha T was mad enough. This to is then the whitest say, you've ever seen. I know. <laughs> then say, hold my beer. And he released the story of Adidon, mm-hmm. um, which alleges that Drake has a love child with a former porn star named Sophie Prezo, who's French. Um, they were spotted having dinner together January of last year, which is about nine months before Adonis, which is their alleged love child, was uh. born. Now, Sophie was in the news, like we said last year. Uh, TMZ reported that she was trying to sell t- uh, text messages from Drake, trying to get her get her to have an abortion. Um, there's a rumor that he's about to have a deal with Adidas, and he was going to call it... Oh. Adidon. But now Pusha T has completely ruined that for um, Drake because if you Google Adidon, you find a picture of Drake in straight up blackface. Have you heard about this? No. How? The cover art of of Pusha T's diss track is a photo of Drake in full-blown 19, like early 19th century... Blackface. Oh boy. It was, and the shots are real. The photos are real. This is the biggest scandal out of all of this. Yeah. It's not that he fathered a child with a woman he wasn't expecting to have a child with. That fucking happens. Who cares? I Who cares? That, like- he, he has photos in, it's a photographer, David Lees, who is also African American, I believe. Um, and he says, yes, the photos are real. They're photo, two photos of Drake in blackface, and they were for, like a project he was doing that was supposed to be a commentary on, you know, the the black experience, okay. which is one thing. But if you just have random photos floating around of, of you in blackface, it's going to come back and it's not going to be good. Well, did the pictures get leaked by Pusha T? Did he find they've, them? They've been on David Lee's website for a while, I think. They've since been deleted, but you can find them. And however Pusha T found them and was like, 
buckle up fucking Drake because I'm going to put these for well, everybody to if see. If they were ever released in the first place, they must have been contextualized at that time. You would think, but that's not a narrative that's being talked about right now. Okay. Yeah. So Pusha T just... Pusha uh, T just... I mean... Adidon? Adidon. I'm looking this up. I don't know how... I mean, Drake's going to be fine. He's. It's not like he's not going to come back from this because he is one of the most... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's not great. No, it's really offensive. Especially because he's so young. Yeah. So, yeah. This it's like post-Degrassi, pre-Champion Poppy. And I'm sh- like, but the thing is, I'm sure it was, it had some sort of story behind it. It just looks really bad right yes. now. Yes. Yes. Especially under all this. Yeah. And that's the kid's name? Adonis is the kid's Adonis name. But apparently. Name. He was going to make Adidon the, oh, The wait. Adidas thing. Okay. It's a whole web of craziness and diss tracks. Craziness and diss tracks. That's going to be <laughs> my <laughs> memoir. Craziness and diss tracks. If I were to write a diss track about you. Oh, I can't wait. It'd be fun. We should write so diss fun. tracks about each other. <gasps> that would be so fun. It oh would God, be the whitest that. thing that's ever happened in anyone's life. We should life. aim to like write diss tracks for each other and then release them like maybe Thanksgiving or something like for that. For sure. <laughs> We need to write diss tracks about each other and then dress in drag and then... Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. All these things have to happen. Oh, my God. Look forward to it, you guys. Yeah. It's going to happen. Um, well, okay. Is there anything else about that? that no, just share? some crazy shit that's going on with Drake. Um, you know what? I still love that video for God's Plan. It makes me, makes me cry. The God's Plan one. Oh, I don't know if I've seen God's Plan. He goes around like Miami and gives people money. It's oh, sweet. I haven't seen that one. I yeah. love uh, Nice for What. With all those ladies. Oh, yeah. That one's good. Mm-hmm. You guys want to know other stuff we like? Wait till the end. <laughs> um, I want to talk. I have just... Uh, my my uh, quirks this week are more thorough and uh, and not quite as... It's quality, not quantity this week for me. So I only have one more, actually. I only have one more, too. Well, then great. Um, I want to talk about sex robots. <gasps> Please do, because I've you? only seen headlines and I want to know everything. Well, I know quite a bit of stuff, because the New York Times pu- published an article this week... Uh, entitled The Trouble with Sex Robots, um, written by a woman. Oh, and actually, no, it was last year. Holy shit. My sex robots were, has been around that long? Sex robots has been around that I, long. I realize, <laughs> I realize right when it came out of my mouth. Um, and uh, it was written by a woman named Laura Bates. Laura is the founder of the X Everyday Sexism Project. And um, hmm. she wrote an op-ed piece about how sex robots are more problematic than we think, you guys. And so I, I will... don't know. I think they're pretty problematic. <laughs> so she, the article is one you guys should go read. But within the first paragraph of the article, she brings up uh, a, a robot by the name of Frigid Farah. Okay. Frigid Farah is actually more of a personality of one of the robots created by uh, the Roxy True Companion Company. Um, and I went... She linked to their website in the first paragraph, and I was like, well, you lost me because <laughs> I'm going through that website right now. Yes, of course. Because I need to know more from them first. So I went to the website, and this is an official real website. Roxy is the world's first sex ro- robot, according to them. She can listen, talk, carry on a conversation, no. feel your touch, as well as move her private areas <gasps> inside when she is being utilized for an unforgettable erotic experience. That's how she's built. She's interacts just like a human. That's not going to work out well for your penis. She guys. hears what you are saying as well as where you are touching her and responds as appropriately as possible. What? Now this is where it gets dicey because it that, hasn't. This is there. where it gets dicey. <laughs> this is where it gets dicey because Roxy has uh, five different personalities. 
Me and too. The personalities. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> the problem is no one's getting near you in a no, boop. definitely not. <laughs> There's no boop boop going There's on no here. No boop boop. Um, so the personality profiles are as follow. There's Wild Wendy, which is very adventurous. There's S and M Susan. Can we can we cool it with the alliteration? Come on. <laughs> but what's so funny about S and M Susan is that she is ready to make your secret desires become reality. Uh, I think she already has by being delivered in a box to you. Yeah, sure. Has. <laughs> we have mature Martha. Come on. Who is a more matronly personality and lock and likes to talk more than physically interact. So let me tell me people are like, ah, no. I'm going to pass on mature Martha. Bye, Martha. <laughs> and here's the second to last. Oh, these last two are the really, really troubling ones. Okay. Let's start with young Yoko. Nope. No. No, we're not. Young Yoko is very naive but curious. No. And, and models an 18-plus-year-old personality. Just because you Way to protect yourself. Say. Exactly. Um, and this might be the one. This is where the thrust of the op-ed piece comes from. No, I'm sorry for using the word thrust, you guys. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. Frigid Farah. She is a very reserved and does not always like to engage in intimate activities. That's all. That's all. She's the rape fantasy is what they're saying. That's what the op-ed piece is arguing. Um, and I feel as though they are correct because Frigid Farrah to me on paper in that short description sounds like she doesn't want to have sex with you. Right. And yet you're going to have sex with her anyway because that's why you bought a doll to have sex, sex with. with. Um, so she wrote this op-ed piece, which you guys should all read because I don't even want to try to condense it. And the, uh, management at True Companion came out with an open letter response to her. Would you like to hear what they... I would love to hear what True Companion has to say. We absolutely agree with Laura Bates, campaigner and founder of the Everyday Sexism Project, that rape is not an act of sexual passion. Roxy, our true companion sex robot, robot is simply not programmed to participate in a rape scenario, and the fact that she is, is pure conjecture on the part of others. When our sex robot, Roxy, is using her frigid Farrah personality, quote, and then in parentheses, note, she uses all of her personalities rather than simply staying in one. I don't think that that's true. You wouldn't true. have made five. She's, no. not, she's not like multiple personality disorder. She's not just all of a sudden. She's not like, a multifaceted <laughs> woman. You named five personalities with alliteration and descriptions in different age brackets. Come on. You're going to start losing it. Um, start? I know. He, he says that using her frigid Farrah personality, she provides her opinion or feedback, just as any person would on a date. For instance, you would not immediately passionately kiss a person, male or female, that you just met on your first date. Likewise, Frigid Farah would also tell you that she just met you if you tried to move too quickly. Frigid Farah can be used to help people understand how to be intimate with a partner. No. Because they're going to have sex with her, even if she's saying I'm sh- you're know, moving exactly. too quickly. A frigid Farah, you, are, no, you're not. You you're know? not comfortable? No. Okay, you know what? Let's take a night off. I'm so sorry. Thank you. I appreciate your understanding of me, normal human being that bought a sex Shut doll. It, shutting down all processes. And thank you for being a female friend. <laughs> and he goes to bed with a glass of milk and 
is so much better off yeah. than having listened to Frigid Farah. He feels better about himself. Also, you're calling her Frigid Farah. Yeah. That's, that is something very bad about that. Yes. I just got that. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> just because she's asking you to slow down, that makes her frigid? Because she needs boundaries? No, you're going to fucking rape her. Yeah. You're going to rape your sex doll and it's not okay. Uh, um, and then also the open letter is positioned adorably right above the last line of the page, which says, we have a cleaning kit which takes care of any messes that may occur. No. The girl, you should have swiped that above the open letter because <laughs> you're not implying that this doll is here for conversation. No. The doll is not here to teach you about temperance and uh, being chill. You're going to get your cleaning kit, you're going to go to town, and then you're going to cry probably because you feel... No, you probably won't. <laughs> um... <laughs> So they also say that having a female or male sex robot, I was like, well, where are the male sex rob- robots that, by the way, no one's going to buy unless they're crazy gay men. No women are going to buy these are because they're... By the there m- might be a couple ladies maybe. who want to get themselves like maybe. an Adonis sex robot. But they're going to be like, can he just like talk to me for a little bit and be normal? Can he look me in the <laughs> eyes and um, tell me his hopes and fears? Having a partner that is always, quote, ready to talk or play helps give men and women a safe and healthy outlet to engage in sexual relations. Or how about that safe and healthy environment that already exists were it not for the fact that men are fucking men? Thank you. How about you. we just engage in that environment that is real and like we should all aspire to instead of just giving them dolls to spooge into yeah. that talk back and ask them not to. Um, also, this is my hope. Um, there's a subscription service that includes updates and she requires a link to the internet or wireless or Wi-Fi. And that means that they're going to get on the same page and they're going to fight back at some point, I hope. Oh, I'm sure. I just hope they remember who fucked them and who didn't. Um, also, um, <laughs> somebody asked, um, for a date, these are the frequently asked questions section, for a date, what kind of place would Roxy like to go and which personality would you suggest being turned on for this kind of romantic setting? If that's a question that's been asked... These are the people that you're dealing with. These are people that are asking if they should take their sex robot out on a date. Like, these are deranged lunatics. And they answer it. They say, she is comfortable staying home and watching a movie or ordering dinner to be delivered. They're she, like, don't take her to a restaurant. Please don't take her to a restaurant. It, but they're answering this question, so enough people have asked it. Well, it's like Can Lars I, and the Real Girl. I know it is. And I think that there are lunatics that are going to bring their sex dolls out to Fridays. Oh, for sure. And be like, she'll have the margarita, but not too many, because then she starts talking back. Um, she gets crazy. And then um, their first sex robot is by the name of Trudy, of course. Of co- poor Trudy. She was built in the 1990s and was what? not designed for resale, which means Trudy was like handcuffed and like... Trudy's had a hard time. Trudy has been. Rather, she was a test bed, is what they called her, to refine techniques which we would later use in Roxy and Rocky. Rocky's the male one they say they're building and they never are. Who fucked Rocky? To I don't want to go out. rescue Trudy. Can we like Let's go rescue, rescue Trudy? Trudy. Although I don't think, I think she's been hurt a lot and she's probably like, I just want to. But you know what? Those are the ones that need rescued the most. Okay. We'll, we'll get the ones We're that gonna need rescued We're going to go rescue Trudy. And now I want to talk about Westworld. Okay. I, I popped my cork about Westworld when it premiered, I do believe. Um, and I've popped my cork in the past before that too because I loved season one. I have to say, I am not feeling season two. Ah. Uh. It's tough because I know that because of the world building and how many storylines and how complicated it is, it must be an insurmountable fucking task. But it's the last two episodes have been both 
extraordinarily slow and extraordinarily confusing, which is... It seems like a hard combination to pull off, uh-huh. but they have pulled it off. <laughs> I'm bored, but also confused. Oh, that is... F- and I'm not always looking at my phone. The last episode, I was looking at my phone more <laughs> because I was so bored, but Can I you just... you imagine having to write recaps of it? Oh, my God. Or, like, next week on Westworld, it's like, well, there's a bunch of this guy, and now what does that mean? Because I don't know what that's attached. I don't I don't know. I, I mean, I lost the... That one, I think, like three episodes into season one, I could not even follow it then. So I can't even imagine where I'd be now. It's very because there's so not only there are a bunch of storylines, there are a bunch of timelines happening as well. So you don't <sighs> I know. I barely follow American Crime Story. I mean, and that's just that's, they just told it backwards. Yeah, <laughs> this is. This is like this could be happening in the present, past, or future. You don't know. I don't know where we are right now in Neither the present, do past, I. or future. Yes. So no, I can't watch something that doesn't tell me where I am. It's And you're trying to like fit these... You know that meme of the woman that's like trying yes. to solve a math problem? Yeah. That's what watching Westworld is. No. It's just like, wait, so Bernard is... He's in the future or the past? Present. Past. This is the past. Are we in the past? Does she know he's a robot? I don't fucking know. So... <laughs> I'm going to keep trying, but for you. it's a slog. Ooh. It is a slog. But with that said, and I do think that it could be like the, the second year curse and the, the kind of source material is gone because the movie, you know, it's mm-hmm. based on kind of ends with... Well, then don't make a TV show. Right. But, That's what bugs me. Is but that like Handmaid's if you Tale's source material is gone and it's been fucking brilliant this season. And maybe it's because The Handmaid's Tale is based on a incredible novel and not a weird 70s like... The, the original Westworld movie is not heralded as like some great piece of pop no, art. No, So maybe they... Their, their aspirations were loftier than the content that they had to work with. Right. And again, I loved season one. I did love season, season one. And it was equally confusing. But to me, it was intriguing and it kept me. This, I'm like, wait, why does she care about that? I don't know. I have no idea. Because you wanted to show us, like, Shogun World. Is what it was. It I mean, doesn't. and the best thing about like you know how little I care about this show because you could have just told me what was happening in the episode. I, I'm not even care about spoiler alert. Let you spoil Westworld. Sorry, Westworld fans. No, they, I couldn't. And even she spoil doesn't it. even care about it. She doesn't want to spoil it. I couldn't even spoil it because I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm like, well, I know their names, kind of. Dolores, Cowboy Joe. Mm, is there a Cowboy Joe? There's not. Uh, now I can only think of anyway. Don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, well, I don't have. I had like another couple like uh, quirks in waiting. There's a bag of socks floating around the White House press room. I don't know if you heard about that, I but that's kind of funny. What? Um, and Melania Trump is missing, but you know I don't really care. She'll show up. Um, so you want to blame her? Do you want to do? Uh, you're, we, we each have a troll patrol you, this week, you guys. I would like to call mine a troll patrol in four acts. Ooh, all Girl, right. buckle up. Will you pour me a little bit more wine in... Um, celebration of this troll patrol. So uh, what ha- happened was I um, went to <laughs> Nordstrom Rack with my dearly beloved husband this weekend got some new shoes they had a sticker on the sole uh this is a callback to a previous episode if you haven't listened know that paul thinks i'm trash paul thinks i'm trash it's not just you there's a few other people out there who have called me out on this and you're all trash (laughs) 
Just because he hasn't bought a discount pair of shoes, apparently. that's not the thing. I've bought the shoes. I take the price tags off. It was very difficult. I tried. Mm -hmm. And I'll try again. No, I won't. So um, I wanted to troll patrol uh, Nordstrom Rack, but it led me down the rabbit hole of a Yelper named Ashley A., now, she sounds like a Bachelorette contestant. She looks like one, too. No shade, but shade. <laughs> shade. Absolute shade. <laughs> She's Ashley, in quotes, I've got haters, exclamation point, <sighs> A. Her bio reads, comedy writer, single woman, honest Yelper. Add me. So I'm going to read a couple of shorter uh, Yelp reviews that Ashley A. has done. So then it gives you a little bit of background for... The Troll Patrol and Full Four Acts that I am about to do. First of all, she Yelp reviewed a church. <laughs> Let me. Well, what did they do? <laughs> well, we'll see, won't we? This is not the big one. So this this is the first of four acts. This is this is the um, epilogue. Okay. Of the four acts. Prologue. Prologue. Thank there we you. Go. So sorry. I'm a writer. South Hills Church in Burbank, California. I'm on the fence about this place, but I found parking very easily. The pastor, Dave, is amazing. I visited during his recent dinner party series, and I didn't get the connection until I sat and watched. I learned a lot. I guess I missed the memo that a lot of, a lot of churches are casual. I saw so many bubble vests and jackets, and they were heading into the sanctuary. I was in a dress. Oh, well, the Lord welcomes all. Okay. People were friendly enough. The friendliest people were men in relationships, sad face. So I kept a distance. The, the music ministry is really talented. Weird moment when a quote unquote greeter, I approached her. And do you know, she asked me why I was talking to her. Girl, I have a feeling you were just talking to a person that goes to the church. Yeah. When I m- mentioned that I'm new, I got a blank stare. The other greeter jumped in, welcomed me, and was so warm and friendly as she updated me on the happenings in the church, etc. She, how do you say it? Greeted me. Whatever. All institutions are full of people with their own issues and insecurities, and those don't always turn and those don't always turn off because they join a church, etc. But we pray for them too, and we don't take it personally. Everyone else was cool. There's always one. I'm not turned off. I did feel like the youngest person there who wasn't playing in the band, but Pastor Dave is great in the word. If I came back, I'd bring a bubble vest. JK. She is vile. Vile. Elf Cafe. Vegetarian, vegan, Mediterranean. Sunset Boulevard. I went here on a date, so I can't comment on the price. Whoopsie. Ew. It was super cute, very romantic and pleasant. Warning, this place is more vegetarian friendly than vegan friendly. He tried his best. I'm not sure they grasp the gluten freedom, so there's no reason for me to return. But if you're a vegetarian or a meat eater and don't have food allergies, plus have some change to spare, even though she doesn't know the prices, right. you might like this place. And then the owner of the cafe said, everything on the menu could be made vegan except for the halloumi <laughs> and the lobna. We also have the best gluten-free bread around from a bakery called Baked LA. I deeply apologize your server didn't make you aware of that. Pretty sure your server did. Hopefully you'll give us another try. And the last of the pro- pro- prologue is from Gindy Thai. I went here on a date. He showed up late. In the meantime, I struggled with what to order because the vegan options didn't offer much, if any, proteins. Once he arrived, he ordered a ton off the menu. I settled on soup and tofu fries. Whoa. Boy, the bill, 
Yeah. Tofu fries. Gross, right? Yes. When the bill came, he then suddenly didn't have his wallet or any way to pay, and he chose the place. Sigh. Honestly, I think he was homeless and in denial, but that's another story. She gave this place a bad review because she went on a bad date. And also called the guy Hoy. Yes. She's terrible. So that brings us to the the Troll Patrol and Forex. This is for a place called um, Thai District, and it's in Long Beach. Her first review reads, A disaster from start to finish. Long review for a reason. I had high hopes, but I want you all to see, uh, I want you all to see why slash how this place failed. Okay? <laughs> no, it's not okay. Nobody let's, wants this. Let's start with the positives. Super cute. Awesome meal presentations. Plus, the staff appeared, parenthetical, I chose that word deliberately to care at first. Immediate seating, roomy for large groups, not ghetto. In Long Beach. Oh, boy. Yep. LA pleasantries aside, here's the full truth and nothing but. They kept screwing up. Literally, we were a party of four and two of us went hungry. Do the math. Plus, the mess ups kept happening (laughs) to the same two people. Were we targeted? Parenthetical, JK. (laughs) I'm still hung up on the do the math. You just said two people. Two people. That's fine. You did the math. We don't need to do the math. First course was ordered and things went well. I got the vegan spring rolls. No surprise, right? And was shocked and disappointed because they were just rolls full of lettuce with the most incredible peanut dipping sauce. So they were good. You just called it incredible peanut dipping. Without hesitation, I dove in. Then my brain kicked in and reminded me about the romaine lettuce recall about halfway through. Oh, my God. I'm writing this several days later, and I'm alive and well. Anyway, I ordered uncooked but not raw jackfruit jackfruit plus vegan yellow curry. I'm sorry, uncooked but not raw. (laughs) Uncooked but not raw. Chew on that for a minute because I don't know how it could be one without the other. Uh, uncooked but not raw jackfruit plus vegan yellow curry, which came with five cubed potatoes. Why? So that got sent back and they didn't understand. A woman in my party asked for a non-spicy pad thai with chicken. Shout out to the meat eaters. And five minutes later was picking the chilies out of her dish. At least five. Drama. The soup they brought, Tom Yum, had enough salt to kill a horse. Two sips, and I felt like my heart was going to give out. Good luck. I went hungry. The other two were pleased. By the time the check came, the staff had become hostile. Yeah. No need to return. So have we. So there was a response. Oh, yes. From the owner. Yes. Thank you, Ashley, for your review and the gorgeous pictures. I'm very sorry you didn't enjoy your meal. Most likely ruined your friend's evening at the same time. Shady. (laughs) I noticed you're a Yelp elite reviewer, so I need to correct, educate a few things. The yellow curry is a very traditional Thai dish and always comes with potatoes. Some chefs, depending on the region they're from, will add carrots and sweet onions. You ordered yours with young jackfruits as main proteins, and they were in the curry along with uh, the always present potatoes, as is written in the menu. Organic harvest, oh wait, all lettuces we use are coming from our farmer slash partner, Organic Harvest Gardens. They are local and organic farm as written on the menu as well, and we don't use romaine lettuce here. 
So she called a different lettuce romaine lettuce. The pad thai could have been too spicy and we would have gladly have replaced it for you. We never use whole chilies in our dish and what you show in the picture are green onions. The picture of the soup is Tom Yum, not Tom Ka. We all we sell tons of this and we make 10 gallons of pot every day. If yours is extremely salty, that means that they were all salty, but we use the same precise recipe every day so it's very hard to believe. In any case, again, we would gladly have replaced it. Thank you again for taking these gorgeous pictures. They're very helpful on our page. That said, I would like to say I'm very sorry again you didn't have a good experience and would be happy to extend an invitation for you to join us again someday to prove we are serving good food here. Aside from that little bit of shade at the beginning, that was a very nice response. I agree. So Ashley updated per the owner's response. (sighs) Change Tom Yum soup while I change my typo. I'm sure the recipe remains unchanged. The person ordered pad thai, I'm vegan and don't eat chicken, didn't want it, did want it changed, but was forced to admit defeat because the atmosphere changed. What? I'm not Thai and I don't claim to be an expert on the cuisine, but I've had more than my fair share of yellow curry over the eight years I've lived in LA and absolutely none of those experiences included a bowl of parenthetical yummy yellow curry and five Q's potatoes for $15. That's insulting. So the owner responded again. That's insulting. Ashley... While I value your honest opinion, please know that you are an elite Yelper, but there, uh, but where's your value in decent dignity? Oh. You keep removing your previous reviews and pictures just to prove that you were honest. The reason I applied to you again as an elite Yelper from what you wrote, at least own up to it. This prov- pro- proves how fake you are and how you're... T- and here you're talking about being honest. End of conversation and have yourself a great day. Thank you. P.S. On a personal note, my proud mom would be so disappointed if I changed a recipe for just one tiny negative review from who claims to be an elite Yelper, which doesn't have a clue of ingredients, doesn't read the menu, makes all the dishes name per photo, i.e. spicy crispy dumplings to pot stickers, a red plate of brown rice, and a spicy sauce of crispy dumplings to pad thai and on. So apparently she mislabeled things, yada, yada, yada. Then uh, she, Ashley responded again, and it reads, I have gotten my fourth notification that the owner of the business has responded to my initial review. Yes, four responses. And now it's getting petty. Now it's getting petty? Right? (laughs) Yelpers, when you write honest reviews, there are people who who will become unhinged and fixate. In this instance, the updates are insults, especially to wage needless classism, which couldn't be further from the truth and is beneath me. Where is the classism? Because they said that she's an elite Yelper. That so the That's, classism refers to the status that of her yelping. Yes. I despise this beep. I was going to amend my previous review with another star because the owner pre- appeared to value the business due to the updates. But now I see that the individual has been updating to throw mud at honest reviewers who want others to have a good time when they spend their money. And on the upside, in my review, I highlighted the awful attitudes in response to the feedback while at Thai District. My point has been proven tenfold. I get vinegar instead of the person owning up and improving. It starts at the top. Go elsewhere. This isn't worth it. What? 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 Yes. Was that last response? I don't. I couldn't follow. I. I. Lo- he started to lose me a little bit because the when it got to the deleting of reviews, I didn't track that. But he was still at least like fine. Yes. Her last response, I have no idea what she was talking no about. No clue. There. It was. It was a. Is real, that where it ended? That's where. Well, there was one more owner update, but it's very long. 
And now if, if him writing back, I'm, I'm starting to lose him a little bit too. Like this is, they're both crazy, yeah. but I do think that maybe I'm on his side a little bit oh, more. She is the worst person. She's the I worst. Mean, she might be the worst troll you've ever found. She reviewed a Del Taco. <laughs> Just, uh... there should be a, uh, TV series where we get those two people back in a room. Yes. To just just have, go at it. Just talk. She's like, "Why'd you put potatoes in it?" He's like, "It's on the menu. The potatoes were in it." Yeah. He uh they should do wife swap where she learns Oh my god. how to like run his restaurant and he learns how to be a basic How to fish. be a terrible person. Yeah. How to judge people for what they're wearing at church. Yelp Yelp swap. Oh. Yelp is the fucking worst because I want to also know what a, an elite Yelper like. How do you get that status? I think is you just, just review enough because no, she see, has like five pages that's of not reviews. Enough. The Yelp, we gotta. I want to. I want to go like storm the Yelp offices and be like, "What is your fucking deal? You guys have no fucking." Well, they are a fucking like gang. Yeah, because you have to. I two things. I did look at. Um, Thai district, the 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 restaurant. I looked at both their filter reviews and the regular reviews, and they're reviewed mostly positively. So I have to think that she's just a really well. I feel like the places that are really terrible when people review them, the owners are not writing back. They're like, no, no shit, like yeah. get over it. <laughs> this is not even a restaurant; it's a front for something else. But okay, <laughs> okay. If you hate the pad thai, sorry, so sorry. <laughs> I don't even know that that is a dish that we have. Yeah, I would imagine that like they. The people that write back, if they're responding, which I'm holding my troll patrol now for another week. Okay. Um, but what's funny is that it's it's all about clapbacks and it's oh. a restaurant owner. So you guys will have that for That'll you another be, week. Yeah. But uh, the I love now, like maybe it's a new trend that the owners are like fighting back because why shouldn't they? If That's you're, true. Like if you, I would rather see an owner come back and be like, you're full of shit. Ashley A. Yeah. Then just like letting it sit there. Seriously. Why not? I and that gave me so much life this afternoon to see <laughs> Ashley dragged and this owner be like, no, it it's potatoes. They put potatoes in it. Is there a picture of Ashley A? There is. I would like to see that. She has great cheekbones. Hmm. I'll show you that. Um well she's sh- making a duck face. <laughs> of course she is. You didn't need to tell me that. I'll show you after because I can't flip my computer That's around. Fine. Um, should we instead flip our wigs? Let's flip our Did wigs. Did you get that? It's time to flip your wig. Yes, okay, I did. Took great. a minute. <laughs> um, do you want to start? I'll start. Okay. Um, so speaking of movies that I did not fall asleep during, ah. uh, Josh and I watched Train to Busan this week. Have you watched it? I haven't even heard of it. Oh, I'm so surprised. I thought you and Nick would have seen it. Um, it was a... Uh, John and Allie told us to watch it. They watched it and loved it. Um, it's a Korean film, uh, their first zombie film. Oh. And it is the highest grossing domestic film in South Korea to date. I have not even heard a whisper about it. It is so good. Uh, I won't give much away aside from it's a zombie film. Yeah, you and already did. I thought it was going to be like a French film about two ladies going to Provence and oh, I sipping wish. tea. I wish. That'll what was be it called? us. Train to what? Train to Busan. Yeah, that sounds like that movie. Um, it's about a man that takes his young daughter on the train to Busan to see her mother. Yeah. And uh, shit goes to hell. Okay. Yeah. It's very good. It's a tad bit long. And of course, you have to be in the mood to watch subtitles. But the acting's great. Even... Uh, 
I was thinking about it, the, you know, so often in American or, you know, like Western zombie films, a lot of the zombie acting is done with CGI and the people that were the zombies in this that are kind of featured Mm -hmm. clearly are like, they are like circus performers because they can move their body in such a way that's really amazing. That's cool. That's inventive. Yeah. And it's their first zombie movie ever? Yeah. From Mm -hmm. what I read, it was the, the first of the genre. And from coming out of South Korea. And where is it available? Uh, You can watch it on Netflix. Great. Yeah, I love it. You should check it out. Okay. If you're in the mood for a good horror, and it's not not super gory, and it's not a lot of jump scares. It's just, you know, it's a zombie movie. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's one of them zombie movies. (laughs) Which usually has both those things, but I was not super grossed out by any of it, and I'm pretty squeamish, so. Well, great. Check, check, check it out. Um, My first wig is for the most recent season of 30 for 30. Mm. The podcast has specialized on five episodes all about Bikram yoga. Oh, he's very controversial. He shouldn't be controversial. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. (laughs) It's not even like, like he is, I mean, I guess controversy could just be negative. It's it's negatively controversial. He's a bad guy. He's a real bad guy. He's like a guru that takes advantage of young women, right? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah. He's not great. Um, but it's incredibly well produced. It is um, it's a so riveting story. And it's one of those ones where sometimes if the material gets too dense, I kind of drift off and you don't drift away from a word from what's going on. Amazing. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's just a very easy listen, even though it's a lot of subject material that you don't really particularly want to listen to. Like it's a really uh, riveting, well produced uh, series and you guys should check it out on iTunes or wherever else you find your podcast. Awesome. I will check it out. Yeah. Um, did I talk about Evil Genius already? I don't think I did. Is that That's the... That's the Netflix docuseries. No, but I'm curious. I, I saw the promo for it. It's a four-part. It's about uh, what was called the Pizza Bomber. Oh, no. Is it really? Yes. Oh. What, this isn't Pizzagate, is it? It is not Pizzagate. Oh, okay. Never mind. No, this is about a bank robbery turned bombing incident. It doesn't sound as riveting as it actually <laughs> is. The characters, they're, they're actual, it's based on actual humans who, uh, <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. See how maybe, good I mean? Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> I watched really all good. four por- four ports, four parts in one night. Um, so it's a quick watch. How, how long are they? They're like an hour. I don't know how you do that. Sometimes I just want to sit and watch something, and sometimes I don't. So well, that, that's how you do it then. Yeah, <laughs> that's how, how you, you do, do it. it. Um, I thought it was great. Uh, it's there's some sad moments, there's some fucked up moments, but um, it's very interesting and. It's an interesting look into the mind of someone who could like orchestrate something like this. Okay, so check it out. It was a very I can you're you dancing around spoilers is like it's the, so hard. It's for like me. truly like watching someone learn how to tango. <laughs> <laughs> you're there's like it's a interesting a, thing. Uh, it's uh, a it, there's a, there's troubling things. But there are things. Watch it. <laughs> I, There's stuff that I happens. It. I appreciate I'm it. I'm trying. I know you are. I'm saying it's hard for me. I appreciate you for Especially who you I've are. I've had a glass of wine and I'm like, uh, can we just talk about the lady? <laughs> 
So I have two more wigs and I wrote them on this. Oh my God. Okay. This is my favorite thing. (laughs) This has been, honestly, for some reason, I'm coming out of a busy spell and it's going to be less, it's going to be more organized moving forward. I promise you. I love this. (laughs) Paul's like, I don't have that much research. I'm like, welcome to every day of my life. Um, I, uh, I, the new Churches album. Oh, is it good? It's out. It's great. I will be critical of my favorite things as I always am. It's not, it does not measure to the, um, the heights of their last album, Mm -hmm. which is probably one of my, I don't know if I could say it's in my top 10, but it's definitely my top 20 favorite albums of all time. Wow. Um, but it's still like, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to come next to that, you know, like how do you, how do you, I'm thinking about Florence's album and how that's going to be. Um, (sighs) but for what it is, Getting better every time I listen to it. So I think I'll get there awesome. where I, like, I really enjoy a it. Yeah. A tangent off of that, uh, Paul sent me the review of Florence at the Walt Disney um, Concert Hall. Mm. We tried to get tickets and the site And we crashing. asked you guys to help us and you didn't. You didn't do that. Uh, it seriously made me want to vomit because it was so good. <laughs> like it sounded like the you most... You didn't even respond to the text. I felt like she just fainted. I just can't. She's just crawling all over the place. This woman has... Touching people's heads. I'm yeah. like, what would I do if Florence Welch touched my head, I would die, and that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the best. God, that or you just start floating. I, I would just float right out the door, and you would never see me again. Guys, she did. She closed with a performance of "Shake It Off." That was accompanied by a three thousand plus pipe organ. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <gasps> Is that on YouTube somewhere? It has to be. We're going to go look. We have to find it. Um, I'm seriously getting emotional right now. It's really <laughs> she upsetting. She is. It's great. But she's coming to the bowl. She is. We're going to get tickets. If we don't, I will... No, I there's will... no way we're not getting to the bowl. We're going to. I'll sell a kidney before we miss that show. Same. Yours, but I'll sell it. That's fine. <laughs> I... <laughs> I just said, oh, kidney. <laughs> I... Um, what, what does she say in Hunger Games? Um, may the odds ever be in your favor? No, she's like, I... I volunteer something like that. Yeah. My kidney. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Great bit, Lindsay. Really nailed it. Woo. Um, the only thing I would do next time is take a little bit longer to get to the bit. People like you're it. Right. People like it when you really let it breathe. And I should just talk like <laughs> this the whole time. Hey guys, what did she say on her games? Uh I'm hungry. <laughs> that's not right. I don't want to play in the Hunger Games. I got a foot cramp. Oh, no, that's not right either. <laughs> oh, oh, foot cramps are the worst. <laughs> imagine if she lost the Hunger Games because of a foot cramp. I can't imagine. When Especially I was... if she was like next to wait. Like there's only three people left. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it's a spasm, you guys. Uh, stop, stop, stop. Time out, time out, time out, time out. I have to stand like this for a minute. And then I have to <laughs> to see if it goes away. I used to get food cramps all the time when I was a swimmer. Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> Eat bananas. <laughs> oh, off the rails. Um, it's my turn. Yes. It's yours. Yeah. You just did churches, and then we unless your unless thing. your Hunger Games moment was a wig. <laughs> that was, was, just was it. for me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, have you watched the circus on Showtime? No. Should I? Yes. Oh. Uh, Mike and Steph recommended it <laughs> too. Like every time I'm surprised, like it's in a wig. Of course you like it. Right. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to because it's all about the political happenings of the week. Yeah. No, um, no, who wants to see that? Nope. Makes me want to die. Uh, and is it real time or close to it? Close to it. Okay. 
And it's two journalists and one um, political strategist that uh, basically are kind of covering all these stories. And they have access to people in the White House. They have access to like fucking Rudy Giuliani. Oh. And you see them talking to these people in real time from the week before. And it is fascinating. Ooh, okay. It's very good. And that is coming from someone who was sitting on the couch. It's like, I don't want to watch this. And then I couldn't turn away. Right. So if you have any interest in the political climate we're in right now at all, check it out. Because yeah. it is fascinating. And, and if, I it, if it shines a light on it in a way that feels sort of bipartisan and less like, because I don't even really particularly yeah. like watching like MSNBC anymore, even though I agree, no one, I don't really like tasting my own medicine right now much. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just see what are the inner workings like right now because yeah. it seems like nobody's doing anything. And that's just maybe because I've, I've stopped reading. Well, same. Yeah. I, I kind of tuned out a lot of it around the time that we we're like, we're not going to talk about this anymore on the podcast yeah. um, just because. It's exactly part of the plan, by the way. This is like episode, this is the flashback for our Handmaid's Tale. Is right. Like that time we were just recording, but we just stopped paying attention to politics. <laughs> Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> now I'm having to have sex with this guy to have a baby with his wife. It's so weird. <laughs> Still doing the podcast, though. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, but it is very much how the sausage is made, and um, it's a disgusting, salty, dry sausage, but it's really interesting to watch it happen. Okay. So check it out if you would like. You don't have to. I'm not telling you what you have to do. I'm just saying. You're just recommending. Exactly. All right. My last one is... uh, Also on an envelope. Yeah. Do you want me to read my my dirty Fallon joke again? Yeah. I'm trying to... This also isn't for me. Who's it? Birthy? I wrote it on a piece of mail, you guys, and it's for a woman named... I'm imagining a woman named... Berthy Cammons. That's a terrible... I'm so sorry, Berthy, but your name is Berthy. We should open this later and see what's in time. We should. Um, Mail fraud. My last... uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm not doing that, government. Um, My last wig goes out to the store. Have you been to a Total Wine before? I have not been a Total Wine. Okay. (laughs) You you have been a Total Wine. (laughs) I have. (laughs) But the store Total Wine... I went for the first time. Um, this weekend in Palm Springs, when you walk in, it's like, do you had K- did you have KB toys when you were a kid, mm-hmm. or am I dating myself? Okay, KB toys. No, I love KB toys. At like the age of eight, except it's all booze everywhere, and it's like they had an aisle, Lindsay. Not that this would speak to you, but you'll understand of hundreds of IPAs that you could just take one of and make your own six pack. Mix and match. I was going to say I just flooded my basement, but yeah. no, I didn't. They have everything you've ever dreamed of. That's amazing. It's fantastic. Will you take me there? I will take you there someday. Take me They away. had an entire wall of like 40 rosés. I just flooded my basement. There you go. There now your go. basement is flooded. It is flooded. So uh, although we did kind of throw some love to BevMo in the earlier part of the episode... Total it's coming, Wine. Right, it's coming back we around. We kind of love you more. So if you want to sponsor us. I don't us, know about that. You haven't been to Total Wine yet. It beats okay. BevMo. It okay. beats BevMo. Well, I'm sure it does. Um, but Be- BevMo gave me a dill. <laughs> it gave me a real dill. <laughs> a real dill. Puff time, puff time off. A fa san wa. Fa san wa. So that's my last wig. Do you have any more? I got no more wigs. Well, then... I think that puts us at the end of our episode. I think it does. Um, we love you, Wigs. We love you, Wigs. Uh, you tell we, them what to do this week. So this week, we would like you to do the same thing we fucking to tell you to do every week, which is... Fucking to tell you. I 
cannot speak, but you know what? I'm going with it. I'm leaning in. Leaning into the fucking attack. To my inability to talk. <laughs> um, please go to iTunes, rate and review us. We would really appreciate it. Also, if you want to hop onto our Instagram, give us a little shout out, yeah. comments. Re- you could uh, repost us. You could repost us if you wanted to. That's new. It is new. It's not. <laughs> it's been a feature of Instagram for at least six months. But yet it's not a feature of Instagram, which infuriates me. You That's can't do true. it. You, you have to you download have to a, separate a separate app. app. It's infuriating. Which I can't even update anymore. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Go on Instagram. We are at Wigs and Weiss. Uh, email, email us. us. Wigs and Weiss at gmail.com. You know what? Tweet us. Tweet us at Wigs and Weiss. Yeah. We are, we are there. We're ready to have a dialogue with you. Tell us everything. Tell us your hopes, this your dreams, your fears. We are ready. We're willing. We're open. I might be like spicing in like gospel music right now. <laughs> I'm at church. Um, no, but thank you guys for listening um, as always. We and, love you. Um, we will be back in a couple weeks. And uh, until then, take care of yourselves. Stay alive. Bye, Wigs. Bye, Wigs. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? You can't love yourself. How in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Say amen. I lost all hope today. My car broke down. I'm empty. So I went to a friendly bar. There was a show. This one's different. Lost and confused, I had to smile from within When I realized these women were men Your beard grew back again Girl, that's okay Just keep shaving All your dreams in front of you Just don't sashay Junk.